From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Capital City Fire and Rescue Assistant Chief Ed Quino spoke to the Juneau Local Emergency Planning Committee on Wednesday. He specifically addressed what CCFR is doing to get ready for Iron Man, Alaska, on August 7th. The main work this week, he says, is on communications. The U.S. military is assisting. We're less than a month away uh, in terms of for the fire department. We're gearing up and man- actually manning our, our our apparatus, equipment, things like that. We're uh, Today we're working on the communications part. Um, we're trying to make sure that we can communicate with all helpers, uh, support staff, PD, and the fire department. Uh, I got the military 103rd CSP involved with the communication. Hopefully they can patch communication between all of us. And Quino said volunteers are still needed. Things are getting closer and tighter, so, and my job's getting worse, <laughs> getting a lot more busier trying to get everybody planned, get everybody in position. So, uh, yes, so if anybody who is, uh, hasn't volunteered yet, the Ironman has a website. They're still looking for volunteers. I'm sure they've heard about it. More information can be found at ironman.com under the races tab. Additionally, Chip Weisner with the Juno FAA Flight Standards District Office spoke to the committee on aircraft accident awareness. He spoke to the difference between the duties of the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board. I was a pilot mechanic for TAC-1 Air Service in Metlakatla for 18 years, so there were some times that we had to land offshore and go get somebody off a fishing boat and get them to town. And so in, in some respect, we were first responders. The NTSB is tasked by Congress to do an independent investigation of accidents. And they are the ones that determine probable cause. The FAA has nine areas of responsibility. And those include the airworthiness of the airplane, the competency of the pilots, uh, were the regulations being followed, things like that. That's what we look at. But the NTSB 830 rule, aircraft wreckage, may not be disturbed except to the extent necessary to remove persons injured or trapped to protect the wreckage from further damage. All made their remarks during the Juno Local Emergency Planning Committee meeting on Wednesday. Due to a driver shortage, Capital Transit is temporarily reducing services starting today. Beginning today, morning and afternoon, Route 12 North Douglas is canceled. The afternoon Route 8 Valley Express leaving the downtown transit center at 3.35 p.m. is also canceled. Catch the Route 4 for a service to the valley. All other Route 8 services operating as scheduled. The morning Route 16 Taku Express is canceled. Catch the Route 10 Mendenhall Valley commuter for a comparable replacement commuter bus service. Capital Transit selected the routes for temporary suspension because they have the least impact on riders and core routes of service. Denise Koch is the city's deputy director of engineering and public works. She spoke in a June interview. Because we are, you know, down so many drivers, um, and precisely in mid-July we'll be at about 20% vacancy for our bus drivers, and that's forcing us to make uh, some some difficult choices, um, but we have already, due to uh, the, the driver shortage, we've had to suspend uh, some 
bus route. So we've already temporarily suspended Route 5, which is a University Express, and Route 11, which is a Douglas to Valley Express. Koch says reducing service is not an easy decision for the city. I want to assure Juno residents that we, is a position we don't want to be in. Uh, it is, a, we, we do this with a heavy heart, um, and we wind up looking at, uh, we use criteria such as uh, ridership uh, and whether or not there are other transportation options uh, for individuals in those areas. Deputy Director of Engineering and Public Works in Juneau, Denise Koch. The City and Borough of Juneau Assembly ratified this week a pair of labor agreements with employees. The first is between the City and Public Safety Employees Association, and the second is with the Marine Engineers Beneficial Association. The agreements are for fiscal years 2023, 24, and 25. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr. The Assembly on Monday did a lot of things, a lot of interesting things on the consent agenda. One of those was uh, ratifying our labor agreements with three-year agreements with two of our three uh, negotiating units. So we still have one more to go, but that'll be done soon. So it's exciting to be done with that. It's relatively, you know, passes through the assembly relatively quickly. It's just a resolution, but that represents a whole lot of work um, by the city, um, uh, MEBA, and PSEA. Those are the two that we that we reached agreements with uh, and ratified on, on, uh, on Monday's. The contract with CCFR firefighters is still being discussed. We're still working with IFF, our firefighters, so we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll be done with them relatively soon here, and then uh, we'll be good for another three years. Barr also spoke about what the assembly pushed to their next meeting in August. The assembly uh, introduced um, all of the ordinances that are going to eventually result in uh, ballot questions for the voters this fall on Monday. So. Um, the bond questions for the parks bonds, for the city hall bond, uh, and then the uh, all the, the project list for the 1%, the temporary 1% sales tax uh, question that goes to the voters every five years. Uh, all three of those were introed on Monday, uh, which means they will be up for public hearing at the next assembly meeting, which is August 1st. Um, other things uh, that we introed that I think are of interest were uh, funding uh, to conduct a statistically significant survey of the city, of everyone in the city, uh, to, um, to question whether or not we should remove sales tax on food, and if so, how to pay for it. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr on the KINY Morning Show. I think it's important, too, that, that everybody realizes that this is a business engagement. That was Gold Belt President and CEO McHugh Pierre on Action Line after being asked about the talks with the city and borough of Juneau to help fund the new gondola at Eagle Crest. I think some people think that this might be a, a contribution or a um, or donation from Gold Belt to the city, and it's not. This is a business um, relationship that Gold Belt is pursuing with Eagle Crest, and that business relationship have to be profitable for Gold Belt as well as profitable for Eagle Crest. Pierre says if the project works out, it could expand employment opportunities. If we can make this work, we can make um, Eagle Crest profitable, and so we take a burden off of the taxpayers, and we can also um, create a, a profit stream for Gold Belt that allows for more benefits to shareholders, and hopefully we can build some more employment and um, a pipeline of, of employees, not only to work at Eagle Crest on the gondola, but 
to work at uh, Gold Belt Tram downtown and, and also to work at the gondola at IC Straight Point with the Huna Totem Corporation. So I think we could really create a, a network and a pipeline of experienced, skilled employees that, that create strong career opportunities in Southeast. Pierre was asked this about their own gondola. Do you ever think Gold Belt needs its own gondolas? I mean, maybe new ones? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it was so it, we had a really good discussion about that at the board meeting in July about the Gold Belt board was saying, hey, you know what, what do we see as um, um, an area where we could develop or where do we apply more um, uphill activity in the area, uh, maybe in Juneau, uh, maybe in another area of Southeast. And, and, and we're definitely open to um, pursuing new areas of business going uphill. He added, though, that they don't want to create a situation where it's built, but the people don't come. We're operating downtown right now, and there's a lot of people downtown. And we'd love to operate uh, with Eagle Crest at Eagle Crest to support more people going there for adventure activities. And I think that if we intelligently target uh, activities and customer groups, that we will always have a um, sustainable business that will produce benefits for shareholders. Gold Belt President and CEO McHugh Pierre. Incumbent Juno Assemblymember Carol Treem officially announced her intention to run for her third term while a guest on Action Line. Treem first ran and was elected to a one-year term in 2018 and then was re-elected in 2019 to a three-year term. After being asked why run, she said the issue of housing in the capital city spurred her bid. The future of the budget was another factor. The housing crisis is big on my mind, and so I want to stay on the assembly to keep working on that. I think we've just started to create some momentum in what we're doing there, so I want to see that through and see what we can do to move the needle on the housing situation in Juneau. And also I'm looking at the budget in kind of a long-term view. Uh, I was the first millennial elected to the assembly, and I'm still actually the youngest assembly member. So I'm looking at the future in terms of decades, and I want to see us spend our money a little more responsibly. One agenda item that escaped going to the ballot was the question of sales tax on food. Treem explained why she thinks that happened. It came down to whether we would want to increase sales tax year-round or have a seasonal sales tax. To pay for it. To pay for that lost revenue from food. And I think we, we couldn't come to an agreement there. It was just that decision got too difficult. And so we've decided to take another year. I know Deputy Mayor Gladyshevsky is has proposed a survey to ask Juno residents what they feel. But ultimately, if we if the assembly wants to do something about this, this assembly or any future assembly, it has to go back to the voters. Treem also explained the importance to her of the 1% sales tax on the ballot. This is a really important thing that comes up on the ballot every five years, and this is how we pay for a lot of really like important but boring projects, um, deferred maintenance, uh, the police radio system, parks and rec maintenance, and possibly some new projects. So this is an important one. I think everybody should vote yes. This is really how you get all of the good stuff out of city government. Also, Juno Assemblymember Greg Smith is announcing his bid for re-election. I am pleased to announce that I am running for another term on the Juno Assembly. Um, I feel like we've done some good work in the past few years. I was glad to be a part of it. It's a privilege and an honor to serve, um, but there's still more work to be done. So 
running again to keep trying to make the community better. Smith says these are some of the topics he wants to keep working on. It's a lot of stuff that I think just impacts Juno families, um, things that we know uh, working on trying to get more affordable housing. I guess, you know, it's trying to kind of keep moving us towards maybe a more philosophical kind of place of keeping Juno a place where people want to come. They want to come live. They want to start a family. There's opportunities for them um, in kind of whatever they're going for, um, whether it be seniors wanting to live and have, you know, access to walk to the gym and walk to arts and culture um, or working families and, you know, families looking for a job. So they need good child care. They need affordable housing. When it comes to the housing crunch, Smith says the assembly is making progress. We have worked on incentivizing housing development through tax abatements. We have an affordable housing fund where we've sprinkled a little bit of money to hopefully make projects work. Um, for instance, when I first got on the assembly, we, I think, gave a grant of about $2 million to a senior and memory care living facility. I think it was a over a $20 million project, and now that is being built, and there will be 90 beds out there. And while Smith voted against introducing an ordinance for a new $35 million city hall project due to the high cost, he said he agrees with the idea in principle. I can understand why staff and the assembly have been looking at it. We spend a million dollars a year on leases and rent. We take up three floors in the Marine View. Essentially, I've heard up to 24 apartments there. If we vacate there, it would likely go back to housing. Um, some consolidation of services so people, when they come to City Hall, they can go to one place to pay their parking ticket or file their sales tax or file for a building permit instead of three different places to do that. You know, some member Greg Smith. A federal judge has denied a request to block campaign finance provisions of a ballot measure approved by Alaska voters two years ago. U.S. District Court Judge Sharon Gleason found that the plaintiffs had not demonstrated a likelihood of success on their outlined claims. The lawsuit was filed earlier this year on behalf of political donors and third-party groups known as independent expenditure groups. They argued the disclosure rules are unconstitutional and burdensome. The plaintiffs had asked that the challenged portions of the initiative be blocked while the case was ongoing. An attorney for the plaintiffs said that Thursday's ruling was preliminary and that the plaintiffs remained confident in their arguments. Herschel W. Woody Williams, the last remaining Medal of Honor recipient from World War II, was honored yesterday by members of Congress as he lie in state inside the U.S. Capitol. Williams, who died earlier this month at the age of 98, served as a Marine starting at the age of 19, and whose heroics under fire at the Battle of Iwo Jima earned him his Medal of Honor at the age of 22 by President Harry Truman. Speaking at the ceremony inside the Capitol, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell bids farewell to one of the last prominent military heroes of the country's greatest generation. Our nation was richly blessed by the life of Woody Williams. And we trust he now rests with his father, from whom all blessings flow. House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi reflects on the loss of Williams. With Woody's passing, we have lost a deeply selfless American and a vital link to our nation's greatest generation. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date.
For News of the North, this is Kevin Atlin.